Hi, and welcome back to Mike and Matt at the Movies. Uh, it's been a while since our last episode. Um, and life tends to get in the way a little bit, but we're back again with episode three. Uh, we've got some reviews of some of the things we've been watching the last few weeks, as well as discussing some upcoming film news. Uh, so, of course, we should begin by talking about the biggest film to hit the big screens in quite a while. Uh, we had Tenet uh, join us towards the end of August after a few changes throughout the year with uh, the, the strange year that this has been. Um, so, I mean, uh, I, I saw it in its first week. I was very excited for it. And as all of the promotional uh, material had said, it had to be seen on the big screen. Um, having watched it, I couldn't agree more. Uh, I know you you saw it as well, didn't you? Yeah, I think visually it was really, really good. Um, you know, the, the way that things were put together, some of the set pieces were absolutely unbelievable. Um, I think, how, how, how do you think it measures up to sort of like the past uh, Nolan films, in your opinion? So I thought, uh, as far as the action goes, I thought it was some of the best action I've ever seen on the big screen. Absolutely breathtaking and made it all the more incredible by the fact that it was, I think... Uh, a good 99% of it was all practical, wasn't it? There, there yeah. aren't any special effects as a rule in Nolan films. So for the action side, yeah, incredible. Absolutely amazing. Um, the story did have me a little bit lost. Um, and I think it suffered a little bit with uh, the telling of that story due to some, I, I won't say sound issues, because obviously it was presented in exactly the way it was meant to be presented. But I did struggle to hear some parts of it. Obviously, they're wearing masks um, for parts of it as well, which made it, quite difficult to hear so I, personally I struggled a little bit with the story I, I got the the gist of it obviously um but I just thought it wasn't the strongest story that he's told in my opinion um yeah I think I agree with you really um I think when I was watching I, I, I did follow it I did understand what was going on but then mm. afterwards when you start thinking back over it you can only imagine all the things I might have missed and yeah and at some point I do think I need to watch it again um just to kind of i think there'll be something some things will be a lot more clear uh there's loads of fan theories online as well about who robert pattinson's character is mm. um but yeah, i thought like some of the characters are good there's some nice little touches in there especially like the bit with michael kane um, <laughs> yeah, i really yeah. enjoyed that especially when they, they kind of sign it off with um like nice to see you sir michael <laughs> and um so yeah so there's a lot going for it so um but i mean just to touch on like the action scenes um what what was your what was your highlight visually then in the film? Uh, so I think the first one that jumps to mind has got to be uh, the whole section within the airport where they want to create a distraction to break into the vaults. Yeah, I it's mean, a hell of a distraction, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, as far yeah, on the scale of distractions, driving a, a seven forty seven into an airport has got to be quite high up there. Um, and then again, just for them to actually decide that the best way to do that and to make it look convincing was just to buy a seven forty seven and drive it into a building. Yeah, I think that really paid off because I mean, I felt completely engrossed in it. Um, so that was great. And then obviously the scene on, didn't they close an entire highway as well for, yeah. the, for the um, car? Well, it's more of a heist, isn't it? Sort of the heist on the motorway. Yeah, yeah. I think that that whole heist sequence was good because obviously they'd shown some of the stuff like the cars crashing and flipping back over in the in the adverts. But yeah. I think with the whole bit of the actual heist that precedes that as well, which I didn't really know anything about beforehand. Um, so that, that was really well done, like the way they, they brought all the vehicles together and, and everything was timed to perfection. Mm. Um, to your point about crashing the plane into an airport, randomly watching an old episode of the A-Team the other day and there's a bit at the end where they, they land in a plane and it crashed into the airport. Didn't look quite as good as Tenet. So it's, um, <laughs> Maybe so, their budget wasn't quite the same. Yeah, I'd, I'd, imagine, I'd imagine that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think um, you know some of the fight sequences as well, I think the bit 
where they're in the, the two rooms and divided by time, where it's going forwards in one room and backwards. The, the way they showed you that in both directions yeah. was really good. I think that's one of the bits where people have struggled to hear what was being said because mm. um, cause obviously hearing some of the dialogue in reverse yeah. and then it flips over and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen uh, and, and heard sort of like mixed opinions of it. Mm. Um, some people are adamant that it's like the best film they've, they've ever seen. Um, and there's a lot of people that weren't, weren't necessarily disappointed, but maybe didn't necessarily live up to what their expectations were. Um, but that's the thing when when a film has such high expectations, it's always going to be difficult to uh, to get up to that point. But um, we'll talk about Bill and Ted a little bit later, where that's probably got the opposite. Of that. So I think my <laughs> expectations for that were were considerably lower. Yeah. Um, so obviously, like your, your mindset of watching that film was different then. So, but in in terms of like when Tenet came out, how do you think it's done in terms of reopening cinemas or do you think it's still to be seen with like the american release taking place yeah i think for overall figures i think they've still been a little bit shy given some of the figures from america still haven't they warner brothers um over here my experience from over here uh imax cinemas we're laughing from what i've heard well obviously we've got several friends that work at cinemas that yeah. have imaxes and it was doing phenomenally well there uh which probably helped by the fact that it was advertisers must be seen on the biggest screen um so i think that helped them um from a standard cinema point of view yeah i mean it was great to see customers coming through the door again after a very soft opening because obviously there wasn't much uh, available so it was good to see a slight surge but i think perhaps personally i would have hoped for a slightly bigger surge um, but then that said it's a smaller cinema i work at so that, that could be partly to blame for that yeah i mean i think it's always going to be difficult because i think um in terms of what, what people are allowed to do or what people are willing to do but in regards to going out and seeing people and stuff like that it's um you know we're hoping that people who come to the cinemas have a safe enjoyable experience and then hopefully that will encourage them to to come back or to tell their friends and, and stuff like that so you know as, as and when more films come out uh, or more bigger films come out so there have been quite a new uh, quite a number of films new to the cinema since we've returned mm -hmm. um, but hopefully you know we can keep drawing people in and, and and things are going to start taking back off again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then, yes, yeah, so, I mean, Tenet, for me, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I can say that, certainly. It was, uh, maybe we'll, we'll see if it's the, the saviour of cinema, but, I mean, it was still, it was very good. It was uh, nice, especially in a year where there's been so few releases. It was great to see some incredible action again. Uh, and going back to the fighting, you said, um, when we had... Uh, Inception a few weeks prior to it there was the um, making of that was before it the featurette and they were showing that absolutely amazing how um, John David Washington uh, was having to learn all these moves backwards to make it look yeah. so real when he was fighting because again they wouldn't even use special effects for that uh, so I mean it really is testament to just how good it looks as well on the screen all the, the fight sequences uh, the action scenes absolutely amazing yeah yeah, I think I think one of my favourite bits in it as well was kind of it was, it was kind of like a penny dropping kind of moment because um, obviously there was the bit at the airport initially, and then when it's revisited later on, um, and you get the full picture of what's yeah. happening, and then sort of like thing like little things kind of like clicked in my head was that all, all of a sudden things made sense as to why things were rattling and yeah. and what was happening. So I actually really enjoyed that because it's kind of like the end of like a, a thriller where mm -hmm. everything's kind of revealed um yeah it was good so it was actually really clever how they they kind of they showed you everything the first time around uh -huh. but you just didn't have the context for it which kind of sums up the film a little bit i think but mm -hmm. 
it's um, so I think that, that was probably one of one of my one of my little highlights of the film. Yeah, I think it's fair to say it definitely didn't disappoint. Um, and not only was uh, John David Washington fantastic, but um, Patterson, how good was he? Yeah, I'm I'm well impressed. I think we sort of mentioned before about um, you know I'm I'm still kind of holding Twilight against him. Um, <laughs> sorry, Mark. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think you know his performance in, in this is is brilliant. And although he's not the main character in the film, you know mm. he's probably like the standout performer. Absolutely, in it, so. there's a lot of excitement around him lately because uh, the new Batman trailer also looks fantastic. As yeah, well. I mean that's right up my street. Obviously, as yep. we've, we've kind of discussed <laughs> before. Um, yeah, that that was a strange announcement. Um, but then mm. what I've seen so far with like the the fandom trailer and some of the stills and stuff that have been released already, um, that's sort of like definitely piqued my interest already. So, yeah. so I'm definitely definitely looking forward to to more art packs in my life, which I never thought I'd say. I'm sure I've heard you say that before. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean when I first heard it was him gonna be playing Batman, I was exactly the same. I thought, no, 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 that's a joke. That's got to be a joke. But you see the trailer, I'm so excited for that now. Mm. Um, but yeah, so yeah, uh, to, but to summarize Tenet, not a disappointment at all. Um, yet to be seen when we get figures from America, see if it's uh, given cinema the boost it needs. But yeah, it was certainly a very entertaining film. Uh, so Tenet isn't the only film that's graced the big screen since we've reopened. Uh, we've had several others as well. Um, we've had Bill and Ted Face the Music, which was uh, slated to be uh, released for streaming initially, but then thankfully did get a UK cinema release. Uh, I know you've seen that recently, Matt. What did you think to that? Yeah, I watched that this week. Um, I didn't expect a great deal from it. Um, having watched like the, the first two films again fairly recently, they're... They, they are what they are. They're good, fun films. They're, yeah. they're nothing spectacular. Um, and obviously, Keanu's got a lot of name recognition at the moment, um, more as an action hero and and, uh, and everything he's been doing with, with John Wick. So I kind of ex- I didn't expect a great deal. And, um, and like I said, it was, it was kind of slated to get a, a sort of like an on-demand release. Um, and no one was really expecting very much from it. So yeah. I watched it um, and absolutely loved it. It's like it's silly and daft and cheesy, and a lot of stuff doesn't make a whole, whole heap of sense. But it's really good fun. That's um, exactly what we need in this. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's, that's, and it's only it's a PG as well, so yeah. it's like it, it is like a family film. You can take your kids to watch it, and you know, take them home, get them to watch Excellent Adventure and Bogus Journey as well. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's just like Keanu. Keanu's Keanu. It's it's what is what you know, everyone kind of like recognizes him as, like yeah. what he always used to be, sort of like bit of an airhead um <laughs> you know not the brightest and um but yeah so it's like you know there's, there's good music in it they've um, both of them have sort of like grown up and and got married and had kids <laughs> who are sort of like just basically mini bill and ted's uh but female so um um and you know so there's a, it's, it's kind of like similar to the first film in terms of story-wise but the daughters take a bit more of a leading role in it while, while bill and ted go off and try and uh go to the future and, and look at how their lives could end up um, there's an amazing Dave Roll cameo, which is <laughs> worth the price of admission alone. So it, it is it is really good fun and it's feel good. And 
it's based on a premise of if they don't perform this song by a certain time, then the whole of reality um, is going to disappear. Um, so because they've got this time limit, they constantly reference the time limit. So the whole time through the film, they're telling you how much of the film is left. And it's just like a really silly little thing, but it just made me it made me giggle more than once throughout the film. Um, there's a brilliant neurotic robot. Uh, and, you know, there's just loads of stuff. And obviously death comes back as well from Bogus Journey. So... Um, yeah, it's it's really good fun. I definitely recommend it. So um, yeah, so if you do get a chance to go to the cinema in the next few days or the next few weeks, um, you get a chance to watch it, then I'd uh, I'd definitely say to go for it. Fantastic. Uh, and then moving on from PGs all the way up to 15s, which we don't get too many of these days, uh, we had the New Mutants, um, which was has been in production for quite a while. Uh, has had several rewrites. Uh, pretty much changed genres from its first trailer where it very much looked like a horror and then it seemed to be scaled back a little bit slightly more family friendly as family friendly as a 15 film can be uh did it pay off um jennifer is kicking a dead horse mm. so i don't really want to say anything too bad about new mutants um it's not a great film um you know the the more recent X-Men films have kind of tailed off from, especially if you look at the original X-Men film and, um, and X2 as well, it was, um, you know, they were amazing and they've kind of, it's been a, you know, a varyingly steep downhill slide from that point. So yeah. the exception of Logan, obviously, which yeah, is I a standalone. Um, and if you haven't seen the, the noir version of it, mm. the black and white version, I definitely recommend that. It, adds, it does add a whole different dimension to the film and makes it even better. Um, but New Mutants is, as, as you said, it's like it's been up and down, on and off for a hell of a long time. Um, obviously, it was a Fox film, and Disney took over Fox, so I think that had that impact on some of the changes. Um, on top of that, I think they've where they've tried to change direction with it, where it's been rewritten and they've kind of changed the style of it. It really shows in the film yeah. that it's got a bit of an identity crisis. Mm. That it doesn't really, you know, it doesn't explain certain things. It's like maybe working towards like having like a, um, you know, a, an evil corporation in the background, but it never really explains it. The characters aren't particularly developed, and then things happen which are actually pretty cool, but you don't really know how they come about. So, um, you know, there's lots of changes in lighting. Um, I'm pretty sure you can tell where the body doubles in a couple of shots as well, where they've obviously had to do reshoots and maybe people weren't available. So, it's um it's not the worst film i've ever seen um it's not the worst superhero film i've ever seen by any stretch of the imagination but um it's yeah i just i kind of i felt bad for it because it was so disjointed there's stuff in there that could work um talking to some of my colleagues about it after we watched it and um if it was like a 10-part netflix series and they kind of fleshed out the characters or even like a six-part series and kept it quite short it would probably do it probably make a lot more sense because they could have the backstory of each of the kids. They could maybe have the overlying backstory of the um, of the facility that they find themselves in, which on the surface looks like it's um, the um, the X Men mansion, but yeah. it's, it's not. It's, it's darker than that. Um, so they could explain all of that more. And it, you know, obviously we want people to come to the cinema. We want things to come out of the cinema. But this sort of thing, maybe story wise, would have worked better as uh, as like a as a mini series. Um, or a much bigger film potentially so um so yeah so not the greatest film of all time um but definitely not the worst and not even the worst x-men film to be <laughs> honest uh, apocalypse um 
but yeah, I mean, that's 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 all I've managed to see at the cinemas. Um, uh, you know, spend a lot of time there, but um, don't actually yeah. get to watch that many films. Yeah. Um, but you know, there have been quite a few films. Like recently, we've had a Polish film called Petla. We've had After We Collide, which is an adaptation. I think it's a sequel. It's an adaptation to a book. But I think it's a sequel to a Netflix film, from what I understand. That's right. Um, and you know, a few other films as well. So there is new stuff coming to the cinemas. Um, and I think we'd be remiss to not mention Black Panther as well. Um, mm-hmm. We've had it back at the cinemas recently. Um, obviously, not just to celebrate the film, but obviously with the past of Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman. Um, you know, and, and looking back at that film, just how amazing it is. Um, and to think that, you know, for the last four years, he's been fighting cancer, still been put turning out films, still been involved in sort of like the MCU as well. Which is going to take a physical toll. So it's yeah, um, it phenomenal. So it's great to be able to have, to be able to show that film again um, at the cinema and, and and for people to come out and and to kind of celebrate his career and his life by coming to watch the film. Is uh, you know that he's probably most most well known for. Yeah, it was it was great to see it on the big screen again, and it it did it drew in quite a crowd as well, which is great. Um, there's a lot of love for that film and you know for, for that character and for him. Yeah, uh, definitely. So it's yeah. very tragic, but again, it was great to celebrate it again. Uh, mm. But yeah, so um, New Mutants, tickets still available. Yeah. Uh, right, so if we move over to uh, the streaming world, uh, there's obviously uh, a few newer releases as well as a few classics that have made their way onto some of the platforms, uh, which I was very much enjoying recently. It's one of my favourite films, the 2007 epic film, uh, David Fincher's Zodiac, has now made its way onto Netflix. So I thoroughly enjoyed that again recently. And uh, I've owned it on DVD previously, but not on Blu-ray. So it was amazing to see it looking as sharp as it did as well. Um, because uh, fun fact about Zodiac, it was the first film to be shot entirely in digital. Really? I, I remember working in the cinema back in 2007, having that come up as a fun fact on the little uh, foyer TVs we had, and then we only got it in 35mm. <laughs> so I never got to benefit from it then. Obviously, the DVD copy of it, it looked, it looked crisp and it looked good, but it's looking fantastic on Netflix, so I thoroughly enjoyed that again. Um, so that was good. Uh, what have you been enjoying on... Uh... Um, so the only film i've actually managed to watch recently at home um it's a bit more recent than yours um the 2019 classic um oh to be fair it will be a classic um knives out oh, fantastic film. um it's definitely one of my favorite films from last year mm. to be honest if if endgame didn't come out last year it probably would have been my favorite film of last year with so. me not being a, a marvel fan i think i'd probably say knives out was my favorite film yeah. of last year actually yeah i mean it's, it's it's such a fun clever well-made film um you know there's, there's so much love in it and it's, it's the third time i've watched it now because i watched it at the cinema then i forced other people to watch it with me at the cinema and i sort of forced the wife to watch it with me at home so um and you know and she she really enjoyed it as well so it's you know there's loads going on there's some mm. absolutely amazing performances in it um chris evans in particular i think is like he plays a brilliant arsehole so it's <laughs> yeah. uh um yeah, so, you know, and, and obviously Daniel Craig as well. So, you know, it's, it's a great cast, really good story, and I'm really, really pleased that they are working on a, a follow-up to it as well. He did um, a great job on the accent as well. It was yeah. really, really good. Yeah, it's, um, it's yeah, CSI KFC, I think he gets <laughs> yeah. referred to at one point. So, it's, um, but yeah, so, um, so yeah, definitely looking forward to that. Other than that, really, I've just been kind of continuing my, my epic journey through the Arrowverse. So I've got as far as the end of series four of arrow 
series two of Flash, and I've also watched the first series of Supergirl and the first series of Legends of Tomorrow. So I'm still a long, long way to go. I did have a look at the the, the, the episode numbers earlier today, and I'm like maybe about a quarter of the way through, I think. But obviously by the time I get to that point, there will have been more out by then. So um, <laughs> I'm maybe fighting a losing battle, but but I am re- I'm really enjoying it. Um, as, well, as I mentioned before, I've like, never really into DC that much before. But sort of like, you know, like the Flash as a character now is definitely probably one of my favourites sort or of like comic book characters. Uh, I really like what they're doing doing with it and sort of like you know they get to have fun with it they get to mess with timelines constantly and and um yeah, so there there is a lot to love so um but yeah so i'm just going to carry on with with that sort of like epic quest going forward from here mm. so uh, what about you you've watched anything else uh series wise uh actually one series i did enjoy through lockdown um mythic quest it was on apple tv i don't know if you watched that no, no. Now, i'm a big fan of always sunny in philadelphia um rob McKennelly, who uh writes and uh, produces that this is his new series that was for apple tv um where he works in a game studio where they uh, produce video games very dark humor very unpolitically correct but absolutely fantastic yeah, it was so that it's right up your street yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good um yeah i can't recommend that enough and then recently uh on netflix one that a little blast from the past british series or two series actually uh, that passed me by originally um life on mars uh the bbc series i've never seen that thoroughly enjoyed that and I'm now watching um i'm on series two of three uh, of Ashes to Ashes, which is the follow-on to that. If you haven't seen those, can't recommend them enough. They're very good. Um, yeah, so those those have been the uh, the ones I've been enjoying recently. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's great the amount of stuff that is available. Um, you know, there's, there's something different as well. Like you can take a chance on it, and yeah, and, um, you know, there's been plenty of series where I've kind of stumbled across them, or someone's recommended it, and mm. and, and that's so you can just kind of like just go in and sort of like delve into it. So. So it is great. I mean, we've not really mentioned Apple TV before, but I've seen I've seen a few adverts for a few shows on there, which um, which have looked quite interesting. I think there's a Chris Evans one and a Tom Hanks series as well, like the Submarines, was it as well? That's right. So yeah, they get some big, um, big names on there. Yeah, so it's, it's definitely something that I think I maybe need to um, diversify what I'm watching and, and and try and check out some of those as well. But, I mean, as you say, the selection is already epic, isn't it? Across yeah. just if you just look at Amazon Prime and Netflix, there is so much to choose from. Uh, but yeah, Apple TV recommended. It is good. So that epic music signifies that we've now moved on to the news, film news. Uh, there's been quite a bit of change since we last mentioned uh, the upcoming films to the cinema. Um, sadly, uh, Wonder Woman has now moved from its spot at the start of October uh, to Christmas. Uh, I don't know if did that affect June's one as well. Is that at the moment it hasn't? Right, um, but I think there's a good chance that it could, which is a shame. Because obviously, the the, the trailer for June just came out. It looks really it good. Does look very, very good. So, um, I mean, on a personal level, I'm very good about Wonder Woman moving. Yeah. Um, but I also appreciate the fact that they're still keen on a theatrical release because um, mm-hmm. that's something the director's already come out and said. 
um, that is the sort of film that needs to be watched in the cinema. And um, you know, and being as she's the director and the writer and uh, co-producer on it, hopefully that'll be enough sway to 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 keep that as a cinema release, um, even if you do have to wait a little bit longer for it. So, um, so I think the next big release currently scheduled will be Black Widow. Um, although there are rumours attached to that at the moment that that that, that may possibly get delayed um, a little bit. But obviously, I think the, the situation that Marvel have got is if they delay that for any period of time, then it is going to have a knock-on effect to the next probably two years of, of Marvel Marvel film programming. Um, it'll be like phase four. So, um, so, yeah, so it will be interesting to see what they decide to do with that. Fingers crossed we still get that on October 28th. That's it's uh, yeah yeah it's a half term release in the UK um, which is you know always good um, and you know could be a couple of weeks before uh, before America as well based on their release date so yeah um, what yeah, time so to be British yeah exactly yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yeah as long as it stays put as long as we get it then um, you know then that should hopefully again just be another another spur to get people back to the cinemas. And then, of course, recently uh, we've now just had a new trailer and poster for No Time to Die, James Bond, sticking to its November date currently. Um, yeah. No date on it, but it did say November, which, fingers crossed, that should mean we've still got it on November 12th. Yeah, um, as long as it's November 2020, then, um, yeah. then, then we're good. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it is good. They've, they've um, you know, they've put the new trailer out. They've, they've put sort of like a few new posters out as well. There's... There's some great like character posters that are mm. available now as well. I'm um, looking forward to this villain. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, it's quite interesting to see um, to see how how he'll do it. I, I did read a story the other day where he said that it's a very very dark character, um, and it could be quite shocking as well. So it's um, you know, so hopefully they, they you know whatever route they take with it, and obviously everything else that's going on around the story as well, mm. um, it could be it could be very interesting and intriguing. Yeah, it's certainly one I'm excited for. So fingers crossed uh, that is still the middle of November. Um, and I don't think really we can, I don't think we should speculate too much on other <laughs> release dates. No, no, because... that's, that's the thing because like, everything's really in a state of flux. And I think there's yeah. going to be potentially some like smaller films that are going to get more time at the cinema, which is good. You know, like, it gives more, more people a chance to see films that they might have had to, you know, go massively out of their way to see. And if they're going to get a more, more of a mainstream release, then. I think that could that could be beneficial and, and you know makes cinema more more of an attractive proposition as well if there's a bit more variety for you to come to. So, um, in terms of news for us um, in our future episodes, we are working on getting a couple of guests on with us as well. Um, there's Tristan who I've mentioned in the previous two episodes, and I've told him I want to keep mentioning him until he comes on. So uh, we are currently in talks. Our people are talking to his people. Um, <laughs> about getting him on. Um, His agent is a nightmare though. Oh yeah, pain in the ass. Um, so, uh, but yeah, but Tristan is great and um, his, his knowledge about film and everything else is fantastic. So um, the main thing that, that's holding us back at the moment is just trying to find the right topic to bring him in. Um, we don't want to waste his talents by by talking about something simple. So um, we're going to try and stump him and really test his uh, test the old grey matter. Um, <laughs> And then also we're looking again, um, a friend of mine who um, I used to work with years ago is, uh, has become a bit of a film star, has been involved in independent film um, and also doing his own podcast and stuff as well. So we're looking again, Paul on as well. Um, more details to follow on those soon. Um, so yeah, so it's exciting times and we hopefully won't be as big of a gap between 
this episode and the next one. Um, you know, obviously we need stuff to talk about to be able to do it. Um, otherwise, we're just talking about me watching Arrow constantly. So uh, it's not really a movie podcast then. So, um, but yeah, I think that's everything for this episode. Yeah. So keep an eye on our social channels, and uh, there'll be updates on there once we uh, once we have a date in mind, and once we know what we'll be bringing to you next. Brilliant. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Cheers. Thank you.